Are you looking for a way to save a little money? What about getting your subscriptions under control? If so, then I've got just the solution for you. Rocket Money. With the help of Rocket Money, I was able to find a subscription that I completely forgot to cancel before the free trial was up. I'm sure you've all been there. And Rocket Money can help me cancel it. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting and kids subscriptions, it's hard to keep track of exactly what you're spending and how much it all adds up to each and every month. Not to mention the fact that it seems every single day one of those subscriptions suddenly jumps up in price. Rocket Money alerts you when this happens so you're never caught unawares. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With them, I can see clearly what my monthly spending is and how it compares to the month before, making saving money and taking control over my finances so much easier. They'll also try to negotiate lowering your bills up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll even deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season, where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building, and how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. For some dangerous individuals, the urge to kill is so strong that it might never come to an end. On February 4th, 1988, a man was born who, seeing himself as a victim, would give in to his urge to kill and take the lives of a staggering 39 or so individuals. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. For nearly four years, the people living in Goiona, Brazil, lived in fear as an active serial killer rode through their streets. Tiago Henrique Gomez da Roca, born on February 4th, 1988, 
was a security guard who hopped on his motorbike and, approaching a chosen victim, would yell out the word robbery just before pulling the trigger on his gun. Never actually taking anything from his victims, he targeted houseless people, sex workers, women, and homosexuals who did nothing other than be on the wrong street at the wrong time. Though some sources claim all of his victims were shot, others say that he had a strict system that he abided by. The houseless were shot, sex workers stabbed, homosexuals were choked, and women, his preferred targets, would be shot in the chest. His youngest victim was just 14 years old, shot while waiting for her grandmother in a public square. And according to his own claims, he took the lives of 39 individuals over the course of just about three years. Though some sources put that number closer to 24, the devastation of double digits remains. When he wasn't committing these heinous crimes, he was in a relationship with a church girl who, like his victims, had long, dark hair. In total, Tiago may have killed as many as 17 men and 16 women. It all came to an end, however, on October 14, 2014, when Tiago Enrique Gomez da Roca, just 26 years old, was pulled over by the local police who learned that he was facing trial for stealing a motorcycle license plate back in January. They had no idea at the time that they had just stopped Brazil's infamous killer, but when they searched his home and found the 38 caliber that was used to kill dozens, investigators brought him in and placed him in front of a victim who managed to escape with their life. They identified him as their attacker, and when footage of a robbery clearly showed Tiago, he was placed in prison to await his trial. There, on October 16, 2014, Tiago smashed the light bulb and attempted to take his own life. When he survived, Tiago switched gears and confessed to murdering at least 39 people beginning back in 2011. One of the officers would later tell a Brazilian television station that they were shocked by his coldness. Going further, Tiago claimed the murderous rage started after being sexually abused by a neighbor when he was just 11 years old and said that he targeted young women primarily because he was, quote, rejected a lot in the past. Saying he, too, was a victim, he said that when he hit the age of 22, he could no longer stop himself from giving in to his urges. He said that after he killed his victims, which he did without emotion or reason, he would begin to cry and was now asking for their forgiveness. However, while behind bars, Tiago asked the corrections officers for permission to kill his fellow inmates. Wondering if he would face another trial if he killed anyone else, Tiago proved that his urges had not subsided and that if he were released, he would likely continue finding new victims. This was a chance that he would never get when in May of 2016, he was sentenced to 343 years and 10 months in prison for a total of 11 murders. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on February 5th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.